Hey, welcome back to the Refresh Moms podcast. I am Deanna Mason, your host, and always, 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 I'm so happy to have you here. Okay. If you have ever done podcast episodes, interviews, or if you interview people in your work or, you know, in your life, every now and then, you get an interview where you feel like, man, I really could have talked about this topic for hours. And that's exactly what this conversation is. There are so many golden nuggets in here. This is something that you're probably going to want to bookmark and circle back to. If you're listening to listening to this in Refresh Moms app, just go ahead and put a star on that one because it's something that I think you're going to want to listen to again. It's just so many good um, messages and insights and perspectives being shared. I just love it. I can't speak about it enough, but let me stop talking about it and let you listen to it. Before I do, I want to invite you to the Refresh Moms Facebook group. All right. So let me be transparent here, transparent here about the Refresh Moms group. I am learning how to serve you well in that space. It is a space that I am dedicating my time to um, in 2021. I'll be showing up there a lot more than Instagram because I'm really wanting to create community in this space. But there are three things that I want you to receive support around. First of all, I want you to receive support around your rest. I want you to learn how to rest, learn the ways that you need to rest and learn how to incorporate them in a way that is rhythmic and habitual. The second thing is I want you to um, restructure your business in a way that aligns with the amount of hours that you need, that you desire to work or the amount of hours that you actually have to work. All right. Restructure it around the things that are most important in, it, in order for you to convert financially. And the third thing is I want you to be able to create an approach to your work that pays you what you desire to be paid while you're working part time hours. All right. I want that group to support those goals, but I do need to learn how best to do that. And so if you hop in the Refresh Moms group, your presence there and your engagement around that community is going to help me figure out how to serve you best. So I'm going to invite you there. I want you to come and I want you to co-create with me in that space in order to make it what it needs to be to do what it needs to do for you. So that's me being transparent and honest about what I'm doing and how I'm working in that space. But I loved, I'd love to invite you there. You can uh, do a search for Refreshed Moms Community on Facebook or just go to the show notes and click on the link. It'll take you there. And if you happen to want to remember a URL, deannamason.com forward slash Refreshed Moms Group, it'll also take you there as well. So let me go ahead and jump into this episode and tell you Lisa. Lisa is a fourth generation educator within a family of teachers. She is the author of the book, Teaching Well, How Healthy Empowered Teachers Lead to Thriving Successful Classrooms. Recently, Lisa has stepped away from working in schools to focus on her work with wellness, and she's the creator of the Working Mom Wellness Community and host of the Working Mom Wellness podcast. Both spaces are helping working moms move from anxious chaos to peaceful structure. She's also the wife and mom of two children. I think you're going to absolutely love this episode. You're going to pull so many golden nuggets out of it. And without further ado, let's hop into my interview with Lisa Bush. You're listening to the Refreshed Moms podcast. 
I'm Deanna Mason, creator of Refreshed Moms, a business and movement dedicated to helping moms learn how to rest well while building their ministries and businesses. This podcast is for moms who feel God calling them to more than motherhood and desire to create healthy rhythms of self-care that integrate their work, children, and faith. You can love God, your family, and your business while loving yourself. And I want to help you do it. Get cozy, grab your favorite drink, and let's get started. Here we go. Lisa Bush, happy to have you on the Refresh Moms podcast. Oh, Deanna, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Man, I just, I love your message. I love your work. I feel like our work is extremely intertwined. The more we work together, the more I'm like, yeah, we just, we're just kind of serving the same way with different approaches, but it's all getting women to the same goal of their um, prioritization of wellness. And I fall in love with your work more and more and more, the more I hang around you. So it was a no brainer to say, let's record a podcast, share your um thoughts around wellness to the world. And I'm just happy you said yes. And um, we're going to hop in. Before I get started, I just want you to um, share more about you, your family, and um, your work. So let's start there. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, I I just have to say before we start that thank you. And that's that's a huge compliment from you because you know I love the work you do and your work with Christian women entrepreneurs has completely reshaped my life this year. So um, I thank you for that. But a little bit about myself is my kind of formal background um, and career up until this year has been in education. So Mm -hmm. I've worked in public schools in the States. I've worked in public schools in Canada um, from teaching to administration uh, positions. I was an assistant principal last year. And very recently, you and I have taken that journey together, but I've stepped away from education um, to focus more on my writing and focus on more on my work, serving my online community of mm-hmm. working moms with wellness. Um, yeah. And I, I, am, I have two beautiful children that <laughs> keep me going and running and um, always on my toes. And I'm here with them this year. They're at home with me and uh, yeah, married to a wonderful, a wonderful man that supports um, every, everything I do, any, any decision I make, he's yeah. behind me hundred percent. So it's, uh, I'm really blessed with that. Yeah. Yeah. How old are your kids? Yep. So James is four and Catherine is six. Yeah. So you're like, I like to say in the thick of it, you're a little bit past the, the toddler diaper thing. Cause that's really mm-hmm. the thick of it. When you got stuff, people, when you got kids in diapers, that's like thick, thick, <laughs> thick, thick mommy, <laughs> but they're still um, pretty small. So you're, you're making room for a lot these days. Okay. So because of this, you got the two young children, you have a family, you have your business. Can you share one thing that you're enjoying right now that helps you rest? Absolutely. Um, I am loving my morning routine. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what I try to do usually is just wake up a little bit before the kids um, and my husband. So I go downstairs and I hate to say yoga, 
Deanna, because yoga sounds like, so, um, I don't know, like, <laughs> like <laughs> women who know what they're doing in a course. <laughs> I, I call it like basement yoga. Like I sit on okay. a mat, <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I do some morning stretches and, um, and then I do my morning journal. I use the, the journal that, that you actually sent me the prayer on purpose journal. Mm -hmm. Um, and I use that kind of just to ground myself, to take a moment, to focus on the positive, to have a moment of prayer. And then I usually, um, if I have time, jump into a little bit of work before my kids get up. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's one thing that you're not doing that you would like to start incorporating into your rest practices? Ooh, okay. <laughs> this is going to sound so bad, but I'll share it with you. Currently, and I know this because I've been tracking my time, I tend to work on my working mom wellness seven days a week. Okay. Because I do an hour here, or an hour there. Yeah. And I really, I've, I've heard about your Sabbath practice. I've really been following, you know, what you've been saying about rest and I just need to get to a point where I can say today is just, I'm blocking it off the calendar. Mm-hmm. I haven't quite gotten there yet. Yeah. Um, maybe that'll be my new year type focus, but yeah, just to, to have a day where I'm off social media, I'm off the computer um, and I'm just here doing whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, needs to happen on, on this and with my family or with myself or um, just kind of taking a day of rest. Yeah. So just full disclosure, when I first started Refresh Moms, I was I was enjoying my Sabbath practice, but it wasn't like a 24 hour. It was like a, a, a period of time on a Saturday that I disconnected from stuff. But I was working. If not seven days a week, definitely six um, like hours, it wasn't like a couple, you know, a couple hours to um, catch up on things on a Sunday. No, I would like sit down on a Sunday and like knock out four or five hours of work because that's kind of what it was required when my business was young and just getting momentum going and getting things started. But I did grow out of that need. So I'm just, I'm just encouraging you. It's like, yeah, you're at the beginning stages and it may look a little different right now because you're putting a lot of pieces together and getting things um, ready for more of a momentum stage instead of a creative stage. And so it's pretty normal. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I do want you to keep going after the rest that you're wanting to incorporate because it is a game changer. So, but I just want to just let everybody know. Look, I I didn't start out. It didn't start out like having all Saturday off. <laughs> now I do. I try my best to have Saturday and Sunday off if I can help it. But um, it took me time to get there. <laughs> yeah, and you know I think it's it's such a um a big change because. Like this time last year, I was probably working like 45 hours, 50 hours outside of the house. Mm -hmm. And so there were very clear boundaries. So like Saturday and Sunday were sacred. I didn't bring work home on the weekends. Mm -hmm. That was my time with the family. Um, And I think a lot of us, so now like my six-year-old daughter, I'm doing um, remote learning with her at home. Mm -hmm. And I know I've talked to a lot of other moms that might be working from home or might be schooling from home and creating that start and finish boundary is really tricky. So it is possible. It's just kind of a transition for me because this is all, it's all kind of a little new. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get into talking about 
Working Mom Wellness, what that's all about and how you are helping empower working moms, whether they are working nine to fives or working entrepreneurship. If you're working and you're raising kids, we're going to talk about how to um, nurture your wellness when we come back. So we'll be back in just a minute. Okay, so one of the things that I have heard from my community and my clients over and over again, so many times that I can't even count, is how they are challenged with quieting their brain enough to be fully present with their kids, whether it's because they are distracted by work or by their cell phone, transitioning from a task list or from the things that you were doing during the day in order to get your work done into family time or um, whatever your evenings look like with your family. Sometimes that's hard to quiet your brain in order to focus and feel like you are actually making room for your children. So I wanted to help with this and my team and I got together to create a meditation called Graceful Transition. So this meditation is designed to help you transition from work and be fully present with your kids and your family. It's the perfect meditation. You can do it anywhere, anytime during the day um, in order for you to transition well. And it will allow you to connect with God and allow him to gracefully guide you through peacefully detaching your mind from your work and opening your heart to being present for the people that you love. So you can grab this now. You can go to the show notes or just go to deannamason.com forward slash present parent meditation and download it. And it's powered by the Refreshed Moms app. You can also find it there. So if you're wanting to go ahead and grab that, plus all the other meditations and transition tools we have in there for you in your day, you can go to deannamason.com forward slash app and download the app there. But that is it. Go ahead and grab it. I hope it serves you well. And let's hop back into this episode. Okay, Lisa, tell us a little bit about your work in education. How did you get involved in teacher wellness? Mm -hmm. I know you have a, a beautiful book that I hear and see your community raving about. I'm like, what is in this book that is changing these teachers' lives? How did you get involved with teacher wellness? Okay. Yep. So the book's uh, name is Teaching Well. So it's how healthy, see now I'm like, (laughs) this is my sleep deprivation kicking in, how healthy empowered teachers lead to thriving successful classrooms Mm -hmm. um, is the full name of the book. And interestingly enough, it started when I became pregnant with my daughter. So I, I, I started a family late. I was very focused on my career. Um, and that was the direction I wanted to go until it wasn't. And all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I, I remembered I was driving home from a school day and it was like, I just heard like a voice, God, the, you know, speaking to me. Right. Like, I don't know where it came from, Deanna. It's like, what, what if you started a family? <laughs> and I was like 35 years old at the time. Yeah. Um, and so my, my husband, like I said, he supports anything. So he's like, sure, uh, <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> and um, so I was pretty well established in my career at that point. And I had kind of figured out the wellness thing from a no kids perspective. So when I became pregnant huh. with Catherine, um, your energy levels not at 110% during pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden this, you know, working 
you know, nine, 10 hours a day and then going to the gym and then working on the weekends and working over winter and spring break, which is what a lot of teachers do, mm-hmm. wasn't sustainable anymore. And so I kind of threw myself like an educator would into research. So I would talk to moms. I was calling consultants. I was, I studied neuroscience to figure out how to change everything I knew about teaching so that I could work less and spend more time on my health. And then I started speaking about that um, around the province to teachers. And then that feedback was kind of the catalyst for writing this, this book. Hmm. Um, because so many teachers, first of all, it's, um, it's a highly like female dominated career. Yeah. And a lot of these women are moms. Now my book was for everyone, but the, a lot of the anecdotes in the books are about my experience. Like I talk about that was a turning point becoming a mom. So it really is targeted, I'd say towards the female teachers who might have a family, but yeah, that was kind of the, the catalyst for that. Yeah, I just um, learned a stat recently off of um, parent.com that talks about how women are disproportionately impacted by burnout. And so it, it didn't necessarily say moms, it said women. So when if you're talking about women and then you couple that with parenthood, can you imagine from the percentage of women that are burnout, how large of a percentage of that percentage is made up of mothers? I can only imagine that most of those women are probably raising kids and working Mm -hmm. at the same time. So it's an issue. It's a real thing. And we're suffering silently in many um, cases. And we need and we need to not be. I mean, it, it literally is in my situation, a life and death scenario. If I am not taking care of myself, I can look at the the um, genetic makeup of my family and what my parents are dealing with and what my grandparents have dealt with. And I already know that if I don't nip this in a butt now, that is my path. And I'm not saying this to scare people. It's just the reality of the situation. We have to learn how to care for ourselves in there's a um, book that I love. It's kind of like my rest Bible right now called Sacred Rest. Um, Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith. I believe I just got her name correct, but she's a doctor. And she says most of the cases that walk into her office are resolved by rest. They're wanting a diagnosis. They're wanting a pill. They're wanting to be fixed. And she's like, most of them are not a health issue that needs med- medicine. Most of them are health issues that are being triggered by their lack of rest. So it's a real thing. (laughs) And I'm so happy that there are um, people like you and me out there helping women understand how important it is in order for them to show up for the other parts of their life. So tell me what the catalyst was for stepping away from your teaching, from the work that you were doing in, um, well, I guess the the last position you held, you said you were an assistant principal. Is that correct? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What was the catalyst for stepping away from work? Because you obviously were advancing in that Mm -hmm. career. Um, What made you step away? Well, it goes back to everything you just said, Deanna. Mm. Um, I knew I had to, and and I'll tell you why. So at the time I was an assistant principal, a mom, a wife, writing and touring around locally at that time, um, talking to pre-service teachers and teachers and doing the work that I was passionate about women's wellness. And you and I know enough about time management and self-care that you get to a point where you're like, I can't time manage my I can't time management myself out of this. Like mm. I can't self-care myself out of this. There's too much on my plate. And 
I knew that something had to go because my body was starting to break down mm-hmm. with everything. I mean, I had published this book on wellness at this point, like a year and a half, two years ago, everything I knew about sleep and, you know, movement and stress reduction um, techniques, I was getting stress headaches. Mm. <laughs> my back was hurting. Um, any, you know, type of illness that went around the school, I was going to pick it up because my immune system was so low because of just that constant nonstop going. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there were, there were many, I mean, you know, the, there were, there were many, many different factors. Um, you know, I could have gone part-time into teaching. I could have, you know, asked for a leave of absence, but there was something that was just speaking to me. Like I just knew like step away and focus on what your heart and your soul and your spirit is calling you to do. And it was right at that time that I kind of reached out to you. And so, yeah, so it it was a whole bunch of of different factors, but basically I'm like, I need to walk the walk. If I'm telling moms to take care of themselves, if I'm telling their moms, you know, tough decisions might need to be made. um, I I have to do that too. And and it's been fantastic. It's been wonderful. It's, it's been um, an amazing journey. And, and I know just like, you know, in your heart, you know, in your soul, it was, it was the right, the right time and the right decision. Yeah. And I have the privilege of seeing the behind the scenes of your work. And I know that your work is, is important. It is so important. It is going to change so many lives. So I applaud you for stepping into, um, that pulling into this particular um, expression of your expertise. And I'm just ready to see um, women pouring into your space in order to prioritize their wellness. Okay. So I want to talk about some things that we can actually do. Let's empower our listeners around their wellness. What are three key things that we can do to keep mental, physical, and spiritual wellness optimal? What are um, either three things you do or three things that you, that we can get started with in order to prioritize this? Mm-hmm. That That's a great question, Deanna. So the first one, and I, I said this, I think with teachers, I'll say this with moms, I use this with myself. It's a mindset shift mm. because I think as givers. So if, for those of us that are mothers, um, for those of us that are in professions that they're called the giving professions. I'm reading a book right now. It's called Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. Um, I got the same book. You did? I bought the same book. Oh my goodness. It's yes. amazing. We need a book club. Me and you are like, oh. okay, let's process this. Let's do it. Oh my gosh. I bought it just a couple weeks ago. I haven't opened it. Because, <laughs> I haven't started reading it because I'm trying to finish um, Sacred Rest. I'm like at the end of Sacred Rest and I refuse to start another book until I finish it. But it's my next book. I'm telling you, I just <laughs> bought that. That's so cool. Good. And Sacred Rest is on my Christmas list. Yes. So I, I it should, <laughs> someone, someone should have it ordered for me. At <laughs> Somebody <laughs> needs to get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, but, but, but the key point is that they use the term human givers in this book. And they say, if you're a mom and then you're in a giving profession, like nursing or childcare or education, um, it, it, it just compounds. So we have to have this mindset shift that self-care, that your health, like is non-negotiable, 
And it's not, and what I, what I always say to my, to my working moms, it's not for you. You know, we have, we have a tendency to say like, oh, you've worked really hard. You've earned it. You know, take some time off. It takes some time for you. No, no, no. This isn't for you. You're doing this for your children. Mm -hmm. You're doing this for your partner. You're doing this for your community that needs you to be there for them. And sure you are doing it for you as well. But I think as women, we need to flip that. And so like I recently just finished a coaching, a coaching session with a working mom. And she said something to me at the end and it was so beautiful and it was so powerful. She said, I think that all along, it wasn't me getting permission from my partner or permission from my kids to take the time I needed. It was me giving myself permission. Yeah. So that that's one is we need to shift that mindset. Mm-hmm. Do this as a gift to everyone around you. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing, Deanna is tiny steps, like small focused, um, very intentional steps. And so I, I know this isn't like the popular thing, but I'm not a huge fan of like the big makeover or, you know, Mm -hmm. the out with the old in with the new, new, you new year type Mm -hmm. philosophy. Like I am, I am like, celebrate you celebrate where you are right now, like embrace where you are right now. And then let's just find one very small focused area um, because that leads to habit formation. Right. Yes. And then once it's a habit, it's just built in. Like, ultimately I would love to see that we don't even have to, like, this is like ideal. We don't even have to focus on our wellness. It's just built into. Yes. My hands are lifted. You all cannot (laughs) see, but I just, I just offered up a praise to God because that right there, it needs to just be a part of who we are and how we live, which is, Mm -hmm. I think, ties back to your first point. It's a mindset shift that Mm -hmm. it's not like, okay, now I'm making room for rest. No, rest is integrated into your existence because you cannot do and be without it. Mm-hmm. It's it's okay. I'm sorry. I that just that touched me when you said that. <laughs> All right, keep going. <laughs> yep, yeah, and you know the last the last point. So point three, um, that that like I deeply believe is, and this is this is a quote from um, he's an indigenous writer. He he has he's passed away. He was an indigenous writer, um, Richard Wagamais, and he says teachings come from everywhere. And so with wellness, I'm, I'm like, there are infinite amount of ways to approach it. And there are infinite amount of um, resources and, you know, things that you can pull from. So it's never, in my opinion, a one size fits all. Yeah. Right. So take like, like I look at you and me and all, like, we're always reading, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, different, you know, whether one might be a faith-based book, um, and then like the one I just finished was entirely faith-based, heavily based on scripture. And then now I'm reading it, you know, by two sisters who I think one has a PhD and mm-hmm. you know, highly like scientific based. Mm-hmm. So teachings come from everywhere. So just be open, be open to trying new things, be open to learning. Um, yeah. And, and just, you know, see where it takes you. Yeah. And just see where it takes you. It, it makes me think of when you're talking about just that, that integrated element of rest being just, it's just something that we do. It's just something that's part of um, our living well. I think about a 
was working with yesterday. And, you know, sometimes a coaching call, we're working on business stuff. And sometimes we're just focusing on some mindset things, right? It's just depending on what you need, because you're not going to move forward until we address what the need is. And so this particular client had just moved. She's a homeschool mom of four, I believe. And um, she was like, I just, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling like I don't know if this is what I need to be focusing on. You know, maybe my home needs me. This is a common one. This is why I have the Refresh Moms membership. Because when you start feeling like I need to quit and throw in the towel, that's usually not what you need to do. You're usually just overcommitted and overwhelmed and exhausted. (laughs) So we're not going to make a decision about your work in the seat of exhaustion. We're not going to do that. But that's where she was, which was very understandable. It's the holiday season, yada, yada, yada. And so... I told her it very well may be not the season. I don't know. Only my clients can make that decision for themselves. I said, but I feel like you're just needing to deal with the feeling of the overwhelm. So when you start learning how to deal with, when I feel overwhelmed, these are the things I do. That's what's called, that's the integration part. So you're no longer reactive, right? You're no longer like, oh, I'm overwhelmed, I'm going to quit, or I'm overwhelmed, I'm not going to do this thing anymore. We're not going to be reactive. We're going to be proactive by um, incorporating tools, you know? And so I told her, I was like, okay, so let's just take a minute to figure out what all needs to happen. So what would bring you peace right now? And she was like, oh my gosh, if I can just set up my office, if I can just Mm -hmm. set up my office space. I said, well, that's what you do. You don't work on any part of your business until you have your office space set up and you feel like you have a space where you can actually be creative and productive. Let's focus on that. And she just let out this deep breath. Like, okay, I can do that. And I'm like, and then when you're finished with that, this is the next thing we're going to do. You know, and I told her, you know, I work with people based off of, you know, what I think is the most important thing to focus on in their business. I was like, when you get that done, we're going to hit this, but do not contact me until your office is set up. (laughs) And it made her feel like, okay, now I don't, I, I don't feel overwhelmed anymore because now I know how I'm spending my time. Now I know it's okay to not work on that other thing until I have this thing done. And this is the life of the proactive rester. You understand what to do when you are feeling overwhelmed and overcommitted because you're going to feel it. You're not going to eliminate it. It's going to happen. It's going to sneak up on you. COVID snuck up on us. Nobody knew what was coming. Mm. Nobody knew how we were going to feel once we got in it, right? And nobody knew we were going to be with these kids all these months. Nobody knew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right? Right about that. And, I'm, and you know what? I'm glad I didn't know. Like- I'm glad too. <laughs> I know what kind of panic would that have been? But the reason why a well-rested life can cope with the things that are thrown at us is because we have proactive measures already identified and put in place when we are starting to feel these ways. So I absolutely love it. I'm getting off my soapbox. Here we go. I'm hopping back in. Wait, I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to jump in. So if you are, a mom entrepreneur listening, this is why you need to work with Deanna Mason. <laughs> no, because, and, and this is why, like, 
again, I had stepped away from education. I remember, I remember it like so clear. I was walking in Fish Creek. Um, it's a park near my house. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And I was listening to a podcast episode of yours. And I was like, this, I need to work with Deanna like this, because in my mind, right. How can you talk about moms and entrepreneurship if you're not talking about wellness? Yeah. And so like so many of, and and there are lots of wonderful, like really talented women that I had been following online um, that I'm sure like have amazing skill set, but they didn't have that wellness piece. And for me, I'm like, I can't work with someone like as a mom of young kids who knows burnout, who, you know, like that's 50% of it to me, maybe mm-hmm. 60% of it. So mm-hmm. anyway, just a, a, just a plug. If you're yeah. thinking of taking the leap, Deanna is absolutely, you know, Thank it, you and if, if you that. care about wellness and I assume if you're <laughs> listening to this podcast episode, you do, but anyway, yes, yes you have some type of refresh mom aspirations, right? So, yes. all right. Yeah. Thank you for saying it. That was kind. All right. So let's hop back into this. Now you speak to the idea that wellness cannot exist in a vacuum. Okay. So first of all, you did an episode recently that the title, I knew, like I was hopping into my podcast app to listen to something else and your latest podcast episode had populated at the top. And I was like, oh no, this is what I'm listening to right now. Because the title of that was like, I'm all about this. All right. So Um, You talk about how we need our partners and our children and even our employers, which, man, I love this, um, Mm -hmm. to support our wellness. And your recent um, working mom wellness, as recent as far as the day that we're recording this, um, you did an episode on gender roles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Man, I was like, yes, let's talk about these gender roles in our wellness. And you examined it in detail. It made me think of this quote by Sheryl Sandberg, who is, I believe she's a CF. Oh, of Facebook. I think that's her position. She's in a very high executive position in Facebook, but I think it's CFO. And she said this quote, I don't even remember where I heard her say it. It's probably on a podcast episode somewhere, but she's actually draw from the full talents of women in the workforce and the full talents of men at home. We all benefit. And mm-hmm. I said that that's an amen. That's a tweetable. That was like, Heck yeah. If we're showing up in our full selves in both places, everybody wins, including our children. Right. Mm -hmm. So to the moms listening, what are some things we can do to get our family to support our wellness? And, you know, feel free to dive into this gender role situation (laughs) as well. Response. Yeah. Well, so I feel like as women, we can't talk about wellness without talking about um, the unpaid work that moms are supposed to do or expected Mm -hmm. to do. Um, and, and you know what, Deanna, I don't like, I don't think it matters like how amazing and wonderful and fantastic your husband and your children are like, it is definitely an ingrained societal pressure. Um, because I feel it constantly. Um, and so like to give you a little bit of a background information, the, the thing that was kind of the starting point of this podcast episode was a 2018, um, like large scale research project. And it was actually supported by the government of Canada and the findings from this study. And it's like on the government of Canada website, I cite it in the podcast, but the findings is that the average woman, I think between the age of like 25 and 55 does 17 and a half more hours of unpaid work per week Jeez. than 
the average man. I'm like, that's my work week right there. That's like, a part-time job. Yes. 17 and a half hours. And so, and this is, um, Jeez. this was a Canadian study, but there's similar numbers in the States and most G7 countries. So like, how can we talk about take self-care time without talking about, without talking about that? Mm -hmm. So in this conversation, I had it with a very good friend of mine, um, Sarah Haney, and she's also like a huge feminist and advocate, um, for women's health and wellness and a teacher. But we said, you know, step one is start the conversation, like mm -hmm. start the conversation with your partner and every relationship is different. And we have all sorts of different situations, but just start the conversation with, and I, I, I stand by this, like use I statements, please. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, but just saying like, I feel like, you know, I might be burnt out or I feel like I'm a little overwhelmed and and start looking at how you can create like a very, um, I'd say a little more, a little more equal balance or distribution of work within the household. So how can your children take on more responsibility? How can your husband and something that I talk about in teaching well, and this is something I did like year one in my marriage, just intuitively is Sarah and I had talk about the list. So I actually have this as a, a reference, but like write down everything your household needs to run in a week. Mm -hmm. So it could be the financial work. It could be, you know, the scrubbing of the toilets. It could be the grocery shopping, the meal planning. Mm -hmm. um, and then like what, what my husband and I did, and, and it, it's different, right? Every situation is different, but we did like, like what we called like a football draft. <laughs> like I sign up for one, mm -hmm. he gets one. I, you know, and that's kind of been the case, um, throughout our marriage, but start the conversation, start distributing work. We have like in our family, we have like set cleaning times. So like mm -hmm. the whole family's on board. And then the, the last piece that, that I'd say, and this is something like very recently, when you're thinking about your wellness and you're feeling overwhelmed because of maybe the Christmas shopping that needs to be done or the cards that need to be written or, you know, the homeschooling, Think about, is this an I problem or is this a we problem? Because what mm -hmm. I'm finding is a lot of this is like a family problem. Yeah. Or a family challenge. Yeah. I would, you know, that just, and we need to sit down. So instead of, cause I, I'm an introvert and I tend to internalize things. Like I tend to like, just keep that in my brain. Yeah, and then, I do yeah. too. So to say, Hey, okay. You know, and, 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 oh my gosh, Deanna, it's so easy. Like I'll be like, okay, Enrique, I'm, I'm feeling really stressed because the house needs to be cleaned and the laundry needs to be done and it's the weekend and we're supposed to be going to the mountains. So what can we do? Yeah. What is our plan? <laughs> it's right. so easy. It's so easy. As opposed to us just, just saying, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know, and I was like, I, I, I'll be honest. I was waking up at six and before my morning routine, I was like, well, let's try to get some laundry in. Yes. And I'm, and so I'm like, no, no, that's not, that's, that's not how it's going to run. <laughs> it's, it's, this is us. So if I'm doing laundry, someone else is grocery shopping or, yes, you know what I mean? So there's, there's, it's synchronized. Um, and then too, I think at work, and that was something I was really vocal about as working moms, especially one thing that I was really doing towards, um, how I was going to say the end of my career. That sounds a little finite, but in the past <laughs> few years, I'm like, oh goodness. The past few years is I was getting really vocal about just asking questions of my employer. 
you know, when they'd say, we're having a staff meeting tomorrow until five o'clock. Well, mm-hmm. what about the moms with small kids? How are they going to swing that on last mm-hmm. last minute? And just, and, and, and just, I was really relentless, Deanna, but this, this shouldn't be a me problem. Like I shouldn't have to struggle because I have small kids. So just asking questions and kind of um, speaking out as a working mom in your place of employment. Um, and a lot of times the feedback I got, because most of my bosses were male, males in their fifties that didn't have young kids at home was an authentic, Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's they, they're not sitting around trying to troubleshoot our issues. No. That's not what's happening. It, and, but mm-hmm. it's not that for most part. Now I know this is not everybody's situation because I've, I have enough people in my life where they're like, that's not going to be my reality. And I have different advice for you. But for most of us, we have married spouses that would help if they knew how we needed to be supported. It's not like they're like going to fight it. They just don't dang know. They're not aware. Mm-hmm. And something you said in your um, episode on this, which I did appreciate that transparency was that it's like, no, me and Enrique didn't just start like this. It's been years of nurturing this. And it's not even just on him. It's not even just on Eddie. It was how many years did I hold it in? Like you said, I stay in my head. He has no idea of the 20 things that I'm trying to accomplish and why I'm snapping at everybody. He has no clue what I'm holding on to and not bringing him in to my world. And if he did have a clue, he takes some of this off my plate. <clears throat> and then why in the heck did it, how did it become my plate? It's like you said, it's our plate. Why did I take ownership of all of it? It's not like he didn't ask me to take ownership of all of it. He didn't ask me to pack all the children's bags before we went to the mountains. He didn't ask me that. I just never brought them in. You know, in his brain, I thought that's something you wanted to do because you want to make sure nothing's missing. It's You know, I'm thinking that's something you just want to do. <laughs> and I'm going to pack my bag and I'm going to let Deanna take care of the kids, not because he wouldn't pack a bag. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's like, it's this whole mindset shift on my part. It's like, he's not doing this to purposefully um, cause me to work 17 and a half extra hours a week of unpaid <laughs> support of my family. Right. That's not his intention. But if he doesn't know what it feels like to have that extra 17 and a half hours, if I'm not bringing him in, that's my, that's my work. My work is, I love the way you say it. How can we get this done? This is the list. How can we come together as a family and approach this, which is a, it's a much more peaceful way of troubleshooting through tasks. Um, now for the, and I'm going to ask you this because I want to hear what your thoughts are. For the woman that is saying this, my husband does not feel this way. I used to have a, a nanny whose husband was extremely, I don't even know what the word, he was sexist, I guess, has some Mm -hmm. very traditional gender role um, things happening. And in my opinion, I would look at her and her marriage and feel like she was being almost oppressed. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a healthy scenario. Um, He had very specific ideas on what the wife's role was and what the male's role was. Um, When you're dealing in a situation where you feel like, I hear what y'all saying, but I don't think I can have a healthy conversation with my Mm -hmm. spouse, at least not where we are 
right now. I'm just going to ask you, what would be some of your thoughts? I think I have some thoughts, um, but I still feel like I'm not going to be as in touch with them because that has never been my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have some, I think I have some encouragement, but I want to ask you, what would you say to that woman? Yeah, that that's a very good question, Deanna. First of all, I think like we need to acknowledge that what we're doing right now, like what you and I are talking about, it's disruption. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't speak for everyone listening, but I grew up just one generation ago in like a very traditional home. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, my dad to this day, I don't think knows how to cook like mm-hmm. a meal. And so what we're doing is we're disrupting like centuries of that. So I yes. don't want to, I don't want to downplay like, oh, just have a conversation, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, so it is difficult. Um, and I'm definitely going to lean on what you have to say, but I would, I would just say t- to the woman that might be in that situation, like, is there one angle, one thing that you could start with just a, a very small thing, you know, maybe um, you're not picking up your kids from school. Is that one thing your husband could take on just, just to start like anything that I say in wellness, just very, very small. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and just sharing again, sharing how you feel. So to say, you know, could I have some help? Yeah. Um, how could I, you know, have time to move or exercise or go to the gym a few days a week? Because you're right, Deanna, like, and I, I know, um, I know of, of, working moms that I've worked with, um, who, you know, their husband go to the gym four or five times a week and they're barely finding times to shower. So this is a, this is a very real challenge. Um, but I just say, start, start bringing it up. You know, Oh, I've noticed you had time to exercise. Could we, as a family plan time for me to exercise throughout the week? And how could we make that happen. So just, mm-hmm. you don't have to like go in and, and burn your apron and <laughs> <laughs> not that you have an apron, but you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be this huge dramatic shift, but just like very small chipping away at it because I can, I can tell you through my marriage with Enrique and we do talk about how this is generational. So Enrique grew up um, in a family with very strong women and a very hands-on father. So that mm. was like, thank you, God. Exactly. Like that work was done for me, but I'll tell you, like it has been a very small chipping away over the entire course of our marriage to get where we are. So I'd say just start very small, but what were you going to say? Yeah, I have, a, I have, I think I have three things. Let me see if I can touch these three things. So I was thinking about them and now I don't know if I can rattle all three of them off, but the first place I'm going to start you off, which is where everybody should start off is, you know, pray about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't say prayer because it's something that is a cute thing to say. When I um, write my guided prayers around the topics that I write them about, like I have one on rest, I'm, I'm being very serious because I believe God can guide you on what you need. You are the one that's responsible for making sure you get what you need. You are not your husband, no matter how kind and willing he is, it is still not his job to make sure you get what you need in regards to rest. So you have to get in touch with that. And when you are realizing you need some help, I'm I'm, I'm just going to encourage you to start with prayer because I, I 100% believe that God is going to guide you on those small steps to take, like Lisa just said, just start with prayer. 
not to, I'm not saying this to push off an answer. I'm being for real. All right. And the second thing is you got to be your own best advocate. Okay. So I know of someone who had young children and it was the same situation. Like you just said, her, um, her spouse was finding time to go to the gym on a regular basis, had joined a baseball league and was um, enjoying activities. They were both working full time and he would go do these things after work. All right. Mm-hmm. And so after work for her, it was pick up the kids, come home, um, get dinner, get the kids bathed. That was her. So she had no space to enjoy things like working out or doing something socially after work, she didn't have it because he, he wasn't available. So if he's not home, I gotta be home. Right. And so she would, you know, share this with me in, you know, in, um, kind of a venting scenario. And I'm like, well, you're responsible for what you need. So you've got to advocate for what you need. You've got to speak up Mm -hmm. and you've got to get it. It's not dependent upon his agreement. It just isn't. And I circle back to number one, pray and ask God, well, how can I get this? If I know I need it and he's not on board, how can I do it? Don't stop with his um, minimizing of your needs or his not recognizing your needs. It, it doesn't make, make the needs go away just because he ain't got what he need to understand what you need. <laughs> you got to advocate for yourself. And then the third thing I'll say is, I do believe you're going to have to get really, really comfortable with surrender because all the things that you're trying to accomplish may not, it just may not happen, at least not in the time frame you're trying to accomplish it. Um, another scenario, I'm a, um, I'm a huge advocate of grocery uh, pickup and delivery. I do not, I do not like spending time at the grocery store shopping. All right. Went through a little short stint having to do it with COVID because delivery was like a week out. <laughs> It was like you would place an order and the next delivery date was like four days from that. I'm like, okay, that's not going to work for my life. So Uh I had to, for a very short stint, like two months, had to actually go and do my grocery shopping. God forbid. So once, once we all (laughs) learned how to, to live in the COVID scenario, um, delivery got back on track. So I'm a big, big advocate for the Instacarts and the grocery deliveries and all that and pickups. And so I have influenced many a woman on um, automating that with either grocery shopping with grocery delivery. And so I had this one friend who wanted to do it and their, their spouse said, that's just you being lazy. Seriously? Seriously. Okay. okay this is my responsibility. This is something I do for the home. And you're going to tell me that I can't do it because you think I'm being lazy. All right. And so what I did, you know, I, of course that answer angers me, but she spoke up for herself and she told him, well, you, you do it then you mm-hmm. go to the grocery store and you know what? He took her up on the challenge. So maybe she didn't do the She didn't do the Instacart scenario because his belief system has him thinking that that's lazy, mm-hmm. but he now does the grocery shopping for the family. Okay. You know what? However, it needs to happen. If that's what needs to happen to get it off my plate, then you know what? You go and do the grocery shopping. 
But she still doesn't do the grocery shopping anymore, right? It's mm-hmm. not her responsibility anymore. Now, do things go missing? Are things replenished in a timely fashion? Not all the time. But it ain't her, it's no longer her job. So when something goes missing, she says, hey, you missed this or you didn't get this. And guess who has to go back to the store? Mm-hmm. And as long as he's willing to ride that train and do that instead of ordering it on Instacart, she don't have any problem with it. But my point is she advocated for her need. <laughs> All right. Those are my thoughts. Whether or not they resonate with women that are having this challenge, I don't know. But that's what I'm that's that's what I'm saying. And I'm sticking to it until somebody smarter than me can come and give y'all some better answers. No, I think that's pretty I think that's pretty good. And then I'm gonna on the grocery shopping type situation there, that's beautiful. And I've used that many times when mm-hmm. it's like just a little comment, like this isn't organized. I'm like, well, I invite you to organize it. (laughs) (laughs) And and the other thing, because I think women, we struggle with this is when your husband does do the grocery shopping or does get your kid dressed for daycare and dropped off, let them do it their way. Yeah. Like if that means I once, I shouldn't tell you, (laughs) I once went to pick up my daughter at daycare and the woman um, that was running the daycare is like, can I, can I have a word with you? And I was like, oh, what did, what did my kids do? She's like, um, your daughter, (laughs) okay, I'm laughing. Your daughter (laughs) came to school today with no underwear. I was going to say, that's where my brain went. That's where my brain went. (laughs) And you know what, Deanna, I was like, of course she did. And it, you know what, here's, here's where I go with this. It's like, okay, Lisa, you have two choices. You get up before you, cause I was leaving early to go to work. So Enrique always took my kids to like, I never took them to daycare or to school. Mm-hmm. I was like, you have two choices. Number one, you get up, you know, 30 minutes earlier, get the kids up 30 minutes earlier. You do it. Or you just love on your husband and you celebrate the successes and you go with it. So there's an element of just releasing. Yes. And not micromanaging. Yes. That's so. part of getting really comfortable with that surrender. Mm-hmm. You've got to mm-hmm. let go of what you think it should look like in order to make room for what actually is for reality. And um, it, it means you, you you may have to release a few things that are not going to be perfect or possibly just may not even get done. Mm-hmm. You just got to um, release it at least for a season until you can circle back to it. But that is so funny I think we all have our stories of when it was our husband's job to get the kids ready. We all have those stories because, and the kids even know, the kids know this ain't right. (laughs) The kids know I'm not looking right. I'm not feeling right. Something ain't right. (laughs) But they give grace because it's daddy. Daddy Mm -hmm. did it. But my kids would always come back and tell me, well, you know what? When we went to Target, so, 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 so. I'm like, yeah, that's just your dad. That's just, you got to let, you got to let your dad be dad. Yes. <laughs> we know who does it the best. But you just gotta let your dad be dad. <laughs> that is so funny. Awesome. Okay. We're, before I let you go, can you please um, share with people how they can get into your world? Where are you online? Do you have any um, place to get people started on their journey to working mom wellness. Yes, absolutely. So I have a working mom wellness Facebook group. Um, So I invite anyone listening that's interested, head on over there and you can join that. I do also have a working mom wellness podcast and that comes out every other Wednesday. Um, And it's just 
you know, part of my belief is every woman has a story yeah, and it's just an opportunity to kind of take an opportunity to listen to the stories and experience um, of women across the continent. Like season two, I, I, I'm going to talk with you. I've talked with women in Louisiana and British Columbia and Alberta. So it's really just an opportunity to listen to diverse voices and perspectives on wellness. So those would be the the two places. And then you can head over to lisabush.ca and that kind of has, you know, all of my courses and books and, you know, everything that you would want to kind of look through or start with. Awesome. Thank you so much for spending some time with us to talk about this. I loved it. This was so much fun. And I look forward to continuing working with you. I know that we can, um, definitely merge our worlds in many ways so it's exciting for me to think about um, what's to come in the future thank you so much lisa oh thank you deanna this has been fantastic thank you for listening to the refreshed moms podcast hey if you're a fan of this podcast i'd love it if you can leave a star rating and review this helps put me in front of more beautiful women just like you so before you hop off stop by and click a star rating and leave a review. Don't forget, find me on Facebook and Instagram at Refresh Moms to receive your daily dose of refreshment. Let's connect again soon, all right? Bye for now.